What's up, guys? My name is Q, host for Apartment 210. And right now, you listen to 210 Radio, and we got a very, very, very special guest. I know we always say we got a special guest, but this time, I really mean it. This guy, he done a song with Kurt Cobain. Uh, this guy has performed Summerfest, the Milwaukee Bucks, you name it. Uh, his videos are very, very exotic. Lifestyle is exotic. Every car is exotic. Girls exotic. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This guy right here is an exclusive phenom to the city of Milwaukee. And I am very honored and humbly uh, glad to have him on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Corey Piper. Welcome to the show, bro. We're glad to have you. Now, uh, now uh, I've been following you for a while, but for those who don't know, uh, I want you to tell the people a little bit about where you get the name Corey Piper. Uh, so that's actually my government name. I used to uh, I used to go by C pipes when I was younger. That was like a nickname that people had given me in high school. And then once I got a little bit older, I just you know I realized it was time to mature and just embrace who I am. So I just switched everything to Corey Piper. Wow. Now, uh, like your music, it kind of I see you kind of evolve. Cause like yeah. like back in the beginning, you were like more like a little bit. I don't want to say dance hall, but you were like more in the in that realm. But now you're more towards like okay. I'm on it. I'm in, I'm a part of hip hop. So what, yeah, what? I mean, you know, we I like to keep I like to be versatile. So I feel like we're always pushing ourselves to try new things and kind of you know dabble in, in different lanes and just kind of I mean at the end of the day, like you know, one of the greatest things about being an independent artist is I don't have to like be held in no box. I can kind of experiment and just you know play with new ideas and, and keep it fresh. So we just kind of been experimenting and you know doing a little bit of everything. Wow, that is dope. Now. One thing I noticed about you, because you said you were from Milwaukee. Now, yeah. when I listen to your music, I don't hear that influence. So, like, what influenced your sound? And, like, who are some of the artists, like, that really shaped your sound? Uh, I would say, um, you know, especially in my earlier music, I, I found a lot of influence from, you know, I'm, I'm Hawaiian, too. So, I got a huge family in the islands. And, obviously, you know, they, they're listening to reggae. And, and they call it Jawaiian. Uh, it's like a Jamaican and Hawaiian music. Um, mixed together. So I like, you know, a lot of them melodies and, and, and playful, like, you know, pop styles and reggae styles. We like to incorporate them into the rap too and find a nice little hybrid. Wow, that's dope. And uh, and that's where I kind of got to uh, from uh, some of your songs. Uh, and we're going to get into some of my favorite songs uh, like uh, M.I.A. and a song Ooh. that you just dropped, uh, Sticking to the Code. And uh, I, and I, I talked to me a little bit about Sticking to the Code because I, I really vibe with that one. Uh, stick it to the codes, dope man. Um, I actually I wrote that one with my guy B Scott. Shout out B, he's actually behind me right now mixing some shit we just recorded. Um, but uh, so we have wrote that. Um, I got Jackson produced the beat. He's a producer from Germany. Um, wow. When I had cut that hook, I didn't even really like it. I was like, oh, that's cool. It just sat in my, it's, you know, sat in my email for a while. And then, um, you know, I had, I was listening to uh, Trap Beckham. I was a big fan of Trap Beckham. Mm -hmm. And one day it just clicked in my head. I'm like, man, Trap would go crazy on here. And I reached out to him on Instagram. And I mean, he was cool as shit. I, I had never met him before. I didn't know him. And he was like, yo, I forgot the track. I'll just do it off the strength for you. And he knocked it out and sent me a verse back quick. And then we pulled up on him in Atlanta with Philly Flyboy. Uh, shot the music video and shit it was real smooth. Man, that's crazy. That's big. And um, and we're gonna get into some of the bigger questions right now because this has been on my mind for a minute. Now, how did? Because I see you in the industry, like you are in the industry. Now, yeah. talk about your process from you going from way back then to when you first started to now. 
Like, what was the process to get into the industry and get inside it and just going, getting around some of the people who's in there? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing about being in this industry is just being consistent, right? Like, obviously, just like any other profession, you're every day you're facing obstacles and you're facing all type of setbacks and, you know, argue, business arguments with people. And, you know, you really just got to stay consistent and, and not take things personal and just keep it moving. Like, my, my thing is, like, I'm a big numbers guy. So it's like the more, you know, songs that you do, the more videos you drop, the more people you meet, like, the, you know, better chance you have of, of you know, hitting something that bing hits the lottery, you know? So I feel like you just got to keep pushing. So that's why we've, we've been real active to always record new music, record new videos. I, I started learning how to do other things in the industry too. Like lately I've been doing a lot of video editing for Philly, wow. a lot of big artists, uh, also working on set. Uh, we just shot one for T.I.'s daughter, Zonique. Congrats, so, I saw that, congrats. Yeah, so, I mean, I just been really taking the time to kind of just learn all the different aspects of the business too because when i was younger and when i first came up like i was relying on a lot of other people to do things for me mm. and also paying a lot of money to have more people you know having to do things but when you can kind of learn how to take on some of those responsibility yourselves um you know you can kind of have more of a hands-on approach and, and just be a part of you know everything from the ground level up so i mean i just think it's important you know any business that you're in to know all the moving aspects so even when you do have other people taking care of those responsibilities for you you at least know what's going on you know wow that's crazy um and i'm glad you shared that with us because there's a lot of artists out there that want to get to where you at like i know you want to go above the mountain and i'm trying to climb the ladder <laughs> but you know some people are just happy with you know getting a feature with kirk obanes yeah, talk yeah. Talk about that now. How did that? Uh, how did that happen? Like, did you contact him or what? Uh yeah, actually, I mean, we just sent him the record, and he was cool as you know, he was cool as fuck about it, and ended up cutting that, and we went down to Houston. We actually, so what's crazy is I had written that song about probably two years before it actually came out. What? I had written it. Yeah, wow. I, I was in a four-year relationship, and we broke up, and I was on some super petty shit, and <laughs> I, I wrote this record. And I sat on it. Like, I, I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I wasn't going to put it out. And I had played it for my manager, Philly. And he was like, yo, this shit is fire. Like, we got to drop it. And we were trying to think, like, I just, for some reason, Kirk Bangs popped in our head. I had written and sang the hook myself. But I was like, yo, it would be dope to put him on it. So we sent the reference to him. He fucked with it. He ended up recutting it with his voice. And we, um, so we shot part of the video here in Milwaukee. And then we went wow. down and shot the performance scenes with him. But it was dope because I had this whole vision in my head and to bring it to life, um, you know, like the, the girl that I had broken up, you know, went through the breakup with, she basically went from like a city girl to like a super country girl. Like after ah, she left me, she man. found a country dude and was acting like she, you know, like all like just all up on her uppity. Bro. She changed <laughs> her whole shit. All her posts on her page are fishing. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and none, hey, nothing against that. He, he must all. got the money. He must got money. But I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, this is not you. So I had made this song and then I wrote this treatment for the video of, you know, all the country like you know going going and being with the country people and, and you know it just it ended up going viral and that's one of my i think that's actually my biggest video uh to date it's at like 1.5 million or 1.6 million so it's, it's just dope now now how much did uh he, he charged for that feature because that had to be a uh, you got money come on don't lie <laughs> no, 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 to I'm us <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying he actually i mean shit to keep it real he ain't even charged uh we what? did a straight up 
Yeah, we did a trade up. We shot him a street, uh, like two two street videos, because you know Philly, Philly's yeah. my manager, and he do big, you know, he filmed for everybody. So we were able to kind of just work out a deal where we pulled up on him and shot two videos for him, just you know, all in the day, and then in exchange he cut the feature. So it was a nice little trade up. That's love. Now, uh, now you talked about Philly Fly and and Rand Dollar. Now talk about your relationship with them, because I see you work with them a lot. And how did y'all end up meeting each other? Yeah, this is the dream team. We're all from Milwaukee. What? Um, they from Milwaukee too? Yeah. Uh, Rand Dolly. Wow. I didn't know. He live. He live right down the block. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Um. Shit. So we all. We all are. You know. The Milwaukee scene. The music scene is real close. Uh, I met Philly when I was younger. Probably like two thousand and like. 12 or 2013 I needed a, a photo shoot done and somebody had linked me with him and he was also like known in the city for doing all the fly ass MySpace graphics and banners and shit like that and oh, it was back in the day videos yeah so um the first video we ever shot I, I had a little recording deal with this company in Milwaukee and the first music video we ever shot it's just me and Philly we flew out to Hawaii together and shot a video out there with my family and shit, I've been rocking with Philly ever since and then Randala, um, he's been doing his thing in the in the scene for the past like couple of years, and so over the you know we've been using him for photo shoots, and then we got real close, and now shit, I do I travel all the time with Philly and Randy, we go and shoot other people, I help out on set, do do some of the editing, and then we do some of the shit for us too. So it's like we're able to move and you know finesse. Man, that's what's up. And mm -hmm. uh, you gotta you gotta um, I need an invite to one of your videos next time. Yeah, most definitely. I got you. Man, your videos be looking exotic. And I don't. Wait, where like, you stay? You say you stay in where Ohio? I'm in Ohio right now, but uh, I stay in Milwaukee too. So I'll be back yeah, and yeah, forth. Yeah. But uh, for sure, we're gonna have to make that happen. Now I see you looking organically grown right now. Yeah, I I'm about to get I'm about to get trimmed up. I'm waiting on a barber to hit me back right now. We're leaving for LA in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I need a cut. Now, uh, one thing that I really like about you. Um, is that you're not afraid to show off some of your insecurities. Mm. Now, I know you, you made a post um, on Instagram um, about, like, the hair receding and stuff like that. Now, talk about, like, what was that process like for you? Like, you know, you at that time feeling low about, you know, certain, certain features you didn't have and how to get that back. Do you feel like that kind of, like, you needed that or? Yeah, I mean, you talking about the surgery? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, again, another finesse play that we were able to pull, you know, trading up on some on some video work and some influencer wow. work. Um, you know, we did this deal with this company out of Chicago, International Hair Institute. And um, you know, they they basically were down to, you know, if we if we come in and, and do some testimonials and, and you know promote them on our you know pages and and you know do some video work for them, they did my hairline surgery and Phillies for free. Wow. Yeah, what? This is like probably like 30 G's, uh, you know, would have been. So, um, yeah, you know, Philly was struggling with it for a while. But me, I just had my corners were starting. It was to go. just a little bit. That's what I said. Yeah, just a little bit. But little bit. It, I mean, it was noticeable. You know what I'm saying? Like in my pictures, I knew. Like people ain't know. Because we ain't know. I didn't I know. I didn't post any of the ones that look bad. That's why I, <laughs> I was touching it up for a while. I, you know what I'm saying? I was, I, was, I was putting some sauce on it to make it, you know, look right. And so people didn't really actually see what it was. I mean, it wasn't, but it wasn't that bad. It like, wasn't bad. It really are, you know, but shit, we were able to pull off a nice little plate and they filled it in and it's, I'm all the way back good now. So, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy what, you know, what they can do nowadays. That's what's up. And congrats on being, the, uh, joining the, the uh, Dirty 30 Club. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
But what's so crazy about that is when we have posted that, dude, so many people hit us like, bro, that's what's up. That's some real shit. I need it too. You know, hand off the oh, plug. Really? Like, yeah. I mean, you, you, you. That's what I like. You'll be surprised how many people, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, are, are struggling with that same shit. So I feel like, you know, especially now more than ever, like people just want some real shit. They're sick of seeing so much fake and fraudulent and finessed and polished shit. Like, you know, Corey, you can't say that because most of your Instagram and everything, videos and all that shit be exotic. You I'm saying say that. that. <laughs> they just want some you real shit, that. though. Like, people appreciate. That's like, what you like, you know, though. That's what you like. Yep. What is Corey Piper working on now? Is he working on a project, album, EP? What are we talking right now? Just throwing out more singles? What are we doing? I mean, that's kind of what we've been talking about. I got I got a whole project ready. Um, I mean, I got more than a project ready. I probably got like 20 records that are done. Mm. Um, you know, the 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 whole corona situation. Mm. Um, yeah. you know, obviously. You know, it was a it was a devastating. You know, it just slowed the whole momentum of everything down. Um, but fortunately for us, you know, we got the studio in the crib, so we were actually able to, you know, grind harder than ever and use that time to really focus. And um, you know, so we finished a lot of records that we were kind of sitting on, and you know, we've been doing new shit too. So I got, you know, I got a whole project ready. I'm getting ready to drop a new single with Sean Kingston in a, in a few weeks too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've been sitting oh, on the record. Oh. Yeah. Um, so you know, I I got it locked and loaded. Is that, a, is that another finesse move? <laughs> um, nah, I mean, yo, the, <laughs> you the, paid the, the price. Uh, hey, you got money, man. Come on, you got money. Yo, the Sean story is a crazy, crazy story. Like I ain't even really. Man, Sean, about he ain't gonna care. You might as well tell it. He ain't gonna <laughs> care about it. He ain't gonna watch this shit. I mean, uh. Nah, I mean, we, so we had about, okay, so check it out, right? Like, about two years ago, yeah. we had sent Sean some money. I hit Sean on Instagram. I'm like, what's up, big bro? You doing features? He said, yeah, what's up? You know, how, you know what you got, basically? And I, I had said, um, I said, shit, we got three racks for you. And he said, four, what's up? I said, okay, bet. I'm like, four. So we sent him the four, right? So... For the longest time, bro, he was he was he was kind of running. I was like, "What's yeah. up, man? What's good on the?" You know, he he like, "Yeah, I got you, I got you." This, he'd be like, "April twelfth, I got you." Then you know, then then I hit him April twelfth. He'd be like, "Oh man, you know, some shit came up. I got you May 15th. You yeah. know, then he went on tour for a while. So I mean, that was like he was on tour for like a couple. Damn, months. two years, shit, bro. For a Come while. Come on now, Sean. Yeah. Yo, then yeah. So then he was like, yo. You know, I got this record with Bieber coming out, and you know, I need more money in my my studio. Oh my hell no! Nah. He's like, the studio and the crib is down, and you know, so he was trying to ask me to send him some more money. He's like, Yo, we'll shoot it in studio, perform this video, and and you know, let, let's get it. And I was like, Man, I can't. I was like, The most I can get you is another rack, and right. I, I shouldn't even did that. Right. But I, so we sent him another rack, right? So we were five in. So now. So then, then uh, I'm trying to, oh, oh, so then he was you know, like, uh, I think, you know, rest in peace. I think somebody in his family had passed away or he said his grandma or somebody had got sick, you know, so he was dealing with that. And then, you know, when, 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 the, um, uh, when the Juice World situation happened, he said he was kind of taking some time off from that and he wasn't recording it, you know, and then the COVID shit hit and he was saying he couldn't Damn. afford, he couldn't go nowhere. So literally it had been like, and, 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 you know, I was like, dog, we're never, we're never getting his record. I'm like, we're getting finesse. I'm like, dog, it's been two years. We sent that bread. Damn. He ain't sent it back. Right. So, and you know, mind you during this process, I was hitting him 
like every week. I'm like, what's up? And he was responding. He was hitting me like, you know, I, you know he wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't block. Like dodging, okay, block. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He, I'm FaceTiming with him. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm FaceTiming with the boss. I'm like, this is ah. I'm saying, I'm like, what's up? You know, and he, and he just kept leading me on this fucking rabbit chase. And I'm like, duh. So then, so then um, there was this dude, Mercules, that had dropped a disc record, uh-huh. um, um, uh, Sean. And he had put out this disc record and the whole thing, was like the same story I was getting told. Oh, need more money for studio time. The Bieber, the COVID, the you know, whatever. I'm like, yo, I'm like, is he just you know taking people's money and doing this? Right. So I hit him. I sent him the link to the diss track. I'm like, yo, you just gonna take my money and I do the record? He's like, no, bro. I swear, Corey is not like that. I got you. Da 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 da. He was like, it was just a misunderstanding with dude. So literally, like a couple of days later, I wake up at eight in the morning and he's like, yo, my engineers got the vocal songs done. You know, sorry for the delay. I got Damn. It. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm in, yo, it's like six o'clock in the morning. I'm in the in the fucking living room. <laughs> the whole family sleeping. I'm bumping this show. <laughs> snap. He fucking snap. So was that was that shout out Sean for not fucking me over. I thought I was getting finessed. He actually came through crazy. The record's hot. You know what I'm saying? It's a hit. He went, I mean, he didn't just give me no bullshit. He, uh, you know what I'm saying? He snapped. He went in there and did what he does best. So I'm excited to, uh, to get that out and see what people think. That's dope. And shout out Sean Kingston. He's been doing his thing for a while. Yeah. And um, Corey Piper, uh, now, what is your what is your biggest challenge right now? As the artist, Corey Piper, and as the, the person, Corey Piper, what is the biggest challenge for you right now? Um, You know, I things been good but i mean you know like every every other artist i'm still trying to level up so um you know it's just there's no such thing as you've made it you know what i'm saying like it's a constant let me let me ask you a better question what would the Corey piper now tell the younger Corey piper what's some advice would you give the younger Corey piper um just kind of like what i was saying earlier like just be consistent you know like even, you know, there was a few times when I was younger, like I, I, little phases where I was probably spending too much time chasing girls and, you know, going to the clubs and like, you know, every young kid's going to experience that. But there was a few times where it's like, yeah, I should have been a little bit more focused. I should have been a little bit more like, you know, just, just on top of my shit. Like, um, you know, cause it's like, she's like, dirty 30 club like before you know it you're 30 so <laughs> like yo you got to get it in like every fucking day so i would you know probably just tell myself you know just be consistent stay focused um and and you know really like i think the biggest thing that a lot of artists don't understand too is like it's not just a hobby like if you really want to make money on this shit and do this shit for the rest of your life like you got to look at it as a business you know, like, and take the time to structure it and, and constantly be, you know, on top of what's going on in the industry and in the field that you're working in. And, you know what I'm saying? Expanding your mind, learning and improving and, um, you know, everything counts. So you got to just keep pushing. My question for you is, what is your biggest accomplishment? What is something that you're most proud of that you can look back and say, you know what? I performed at the, uh, at the Bucks. I performed at the Bucks. I mean, yeah, I would say the Bucks is definitely up there. I mean, I remember being a kid going to watch Ray Allen and, 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 you know, the big three, Glenn Robinson, Sam Cassell, like Tim Thomas and all them dudes, Darvin Ham, like as a kid in, in the Bradley Center watching them games, you know, from the nosebleed. Oh, so you're uh, a true fan. You're a, you're yeah, a true Bucks fan. Yeah, okay. man, I've been a Bucks fan for a minute. So, 
you know, that feeling is unreal. There were 17,000 people in the building that's that crazy. night. So to be on the center court, like hardwood floor, like, and it's like, you know, we coming off the court and Giannis is coming on the court. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, this is crazy. And, and to have my family there too, my mom and my son and my girlfriend and, you know, my music team with me. I mean, it was dope. It, that was definitely, um, I would say that moment's up there. I would say the Summerfest moments. I mean, every, I've done it three times, co-headlined. I mean, every single time it was amazing. Wow. Um, you know, four or five thousand people in the crowd, just hands going crazy, wow. singing shit. So, um, that and I mean, really, even even you know, this Sean Kingston record was a big moment for me too. Because even when I first started, like I looked up to Sean. Like I, I remember like being with my producer and playing Sean's music. Like, yo, let's make some like this vibe. This is dope. So to actually, you know, fast forward eight years or whatever, and I'll be on a track with him. You know, like shit. That's a that's a dope moment for me too. So. Yeah, that's that's definitely dope. Um, I feel like not many people can say that they performed at that level. Not many yeah. people perform at the main stage at Summerfest. Not many people perform nowhere near the Bucks Arena. So yeah. for you to actually be center front next to the players, the players yeah. looking at you perform, everybody in the arena looking at you perform, only you, that's huge. And uh, and I commend you on that. Now. When we talk about the Milwaukee uh, shout out City, Ray Milwaukee too for putting that play together. Oh yeah, shout out them. And uh, when we talk about the Milwaukee scene, is there anybody that you you see that impresses you that you're like, okay, I like what I see in that person. I like what I see. Any any artists that you can like off top? I mean, there's a lot of dope artists in the city going crazy. Um, you know, you mentioned a few of them: Ishtar, Wave. Um, you know, Jacob Lattimore is going crazy. Mm. Um, I fuck with Be Justice heavy. Mm. His grind is crazy. Um, I didn't really know him too much, actually. We did a record together uh, called When I Want To, and I didn't really know him much before that. But, shit, I've been real close with him ever since. I, I respect him. I mean, he's, he's a hustler. He's grinding. He's out here making shit happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, shit, Cuckoo. I just did a record with Cuckoo Cow. What? So, OG, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was going, one of the he was one of the first person who actually like who dude, did it big. He pulled up to the crib and gave us a legendary verse. That was the epic wow. moment too, just because yeah, I mean you know I mean he's a legend from the city, one of the biggest to ever do it. So yeah, man, the Milwaukee scene, I mean it's dope. It's dope to see everybody coming together now too. I think when I first started, you know, years back, mm -hmm. it seemed like it was a little bit more like you know segregated and clicky, like not so many people. You know, everybody kind of looking at each other as like competition but now it's more like everybody coming together collabing trying new things you know trying to raise the bar and do some different shit so it's dope to see yeah that's very dope and uh shout out to you know wave Chappelle, ishtar and all the uh people who made the way paved the way including Corey piper right here himself now uh a big question for me is uh for Corey piper what's the like the biggest i'm not gonna say the biggest song but what was the most what what song meant the most to you? It can be a song that, you know, that's new, that's old, any song that you created. And why was it, why did it mean so much to you? Um, I would say, I think my record, Up to Par, um, I think Up to Par kind of started in the, the beginning of a new, energy for me and just a new a little bit more of a of a of a grown up 
you know, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not young as I was, you know, and my fans aren't as young. Like I used to have like really, really young, you know, 14, 15 year old fans. And now they've, they've grown with me, you know, so up to par was kind of like my first big record that kind of broke me into that more of a grown up grungier, like a little bit more rappy, but still singing, like, you know, just, just that vibe. And that's also kind of when that led to the halftime performance with the Bucks and, you know, I just feel like to this day, that's one of the big, biggest records we got. And that's huge. And yeah. you know what I noticed? Uh, something about you that's that's different from every other artist that I interview. Uh, like, you know how to, like, build an audience. I'm not sure how you do it. So can you, like, uh, talk to me a little bit on how you build your empire, how you build your brand, how you build your audience? Yeah, I mean, really, I just, I try to keep my networking up top. You know, I, I really take advantage of all these opportunities when I'm when I'm working on set with Philly and you know me, him, and Randall are traveling around doing all these video shoots. I mean, there's some amazingly talented people on set and, and some big dogs, some little dogs, but like, I treat everybody the same? And, and you know, I, I um, you know I really take that time to get to know people and stay in touch, stay in contact. Um, I stay engaged with with the fans that I do have now. You know, I try my best to respond to all my comments, as many messages as I can. Um, you know, I, I, I collect people's emails with they, you know, a lot of times people will hit me and be like, yo, I want to, you know, keep me updated with any of your music. So I got a list of people's personal emails they send me. I, I send out email blasts and, you know, wow. make sure they're getting my music there. Um, you know, I, every time I drop a new release, I, I literally personally text every single contact in my phone, like, yo, what's up, you know, how you been? I check on, you know, I ask people what they've been up to, help share their shit too. Like, big thing is like, you gotta give to receive, you know? So like, I try to show love to everybody else and, and, and you know, any, any way that I can help really. So, I mean, I think it's just about doing it all. Like when you have a new release or when, you know, when you got a new project coming out, it's like, you wanna, you wanna maximize you know, the reach on that and, and being an independent artist and not having like, you know, as big of, as a budget as the majors, like we can't just dump, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in the promo on every record. Right, so right. like you really got to organically build them relationships, grassroots style and kind of, you know, just come up from the people that you grew up with and your homies, and, you know, just share with everybody. So just taking the time to really, reach out to everybody and, and, you know, keep them relationships strong as shit. That's most of our, most of our, you know, the biggest part of our job, I feel like. Wow. And that's, uh, I'm glad you said that because a lot of people going to be watching this and I'm like, oh, that's Corey Piper. Yeah, it's and a they, lot. They're going to want to know. It's a lot bigger. Like, it's a, there's a lot more to this than just hopping in the studio and taking a dope-ass Instagram video and dropping a track, you know? Like, like I mean, we really are behind the scenes working these records, and I'm sending out emails, and, I'm you know, I'm hitting A&Rs, wow. and I'm, you know, I'm reaching out to people for features. I'm sending re reference tracks. I'm trying to place records with bigger artists. We've been doing a lot of writing, you know, for other artists. We've been linking up with big producers. Um, shout out Drummer Boy. I linked up with him. Um, shit, I hit him on Instagram, and he invited me right to his crib in Atlanta. So wow. we're cooking up with Drummer Boy, um, shopping Latin records to some bigger artists. And um, I just got this licensing deal with this company in L.A. That, that helps place music for, like, film and TV and movies and video games and shit like that. So and I went right. on to myself. I had to yeah. you know, negotiate with these people and, you know, researching and doing that shit. So, um, you know, you just got to stay active. There's just so many 
aspects of this business and it's like when you're independent you know you can't pay everybody to do everything so it's like you got to learn how to do as much of the shit as you can while also maintaining a personal life and you know what i'm saying i'm spending time with my kids and spending time with my girl and, and being a you know super dad so i mean you just gotta you know make the most of your time and, and you know set your priorities right and, and stay focused that's real man i'm glad you shared that with us now uh you mentioned something about uh, a movie with ti um you're on the scene you're on set talk about uh that and you know how did that transpire uh so I, i've been with tip a few times um philly uh he does all my videos and like i said i do a lot of work with him he he does a lot of work for tip so um you know we've shot in videos for him uh we've shot in video a bunch of videos for his sons uh damani and king um i've edited most of them i was the main editor on damani's documentary that they shot Wow. They sent me over like hours and hours of footage. I'm watching, you know, footage of the TI family. I'm editing this. Shit. I'm like, this is crazy, you know. And then, <laughs> uh, and then we just recently did the video for Zonique Tip's daughter. Um, so shit, we were right at Tiny's crib. We they brought us right into the crib. It was yeah. like, holy shit, I'm at TI's family's house. Wow. It was like family portraits on the fireplace and shit. I'm like, this is crazy. A couple wow. farms outside. Now, I was going to ask you, what was the craziest experience uh, that you had, you know, on a road, you know, meeting these famous celebrities? What was the crazy experience that you encountered? Or just like at a party or something? Um, I don't even, I mean, I'm not really sure, to be honest. But I, I remember the, a, a funny part of the, the T.I. story is that the first time I ever met him, um, you know, I was doing some behind the scenes photos, you know, but I had never met him before and he didn't know who I was. And mm -hmm. we were, they had, they set up like this, um, like this poker table. So it's like kind of a smaller room tips at the head of the table. There's a couple people, you know, the director and, you know, I got full clearance to shoot whatever photos I need to. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, Tip don't know me like that. And I'm like, so I'm like, he's sitting at the table and I'm like right up in his shit trying to <laughs> his photo, right? And he stands up in front of everybody. He says, hold on, little dog. He said, who you with? And literally like called me out in front of everybody. And this is like my first time ever meeting Tip. And I, my face was bright red. I was all nervous. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and the director was like, no, no, Tip, he's with us. He's good. He's like, oh, okay, partner. But it was just like that. I'm like, yo, oh, shit. And so the, the whole rest of that shoot, I was kind of like scared. I'm like, oh, shit. I don't want to fuck up. I don't want to be that one. I don't want to do But I'm saying now it's like, shit, we're, we're good with Tip. No, we're with him. We, we did probably five, six, seven more jobs with him after that. So. Um, but it was just funny, like that first time meeting my member that day, like, oh God. And and what's so dope about it is I went and wrote a song called Little Big Dog, uh, kind of based on that moment when he Wow. Wrote, yeah, yeah. And shit, that's a hard ass record. I ain't dropped that one. <laughs> Man, that's some crazy stories. Now, we know a little bit about the music aspect of uh Corey Piper. Now I wanna know about the Corey Piper. So what are like some of the favorite foods you be eating? Like, how's the quarantine? Have you been learning Yo, new hobbies? Yeah. I'm going to be honest, I got the food palette of like a 10-year-old kid, man. <laughs> Is that a Yo, Twizzler? I, I like basic shit. <laughs> I mean, I eat like eggs, chicken, rice, like burgers, spaghetti, but like I don't, I don't really eat no seafood. I don't fuck with like peppers, onions, tomatoes, lettuce. You're missing like out, Corey. You're missing out. Man, so I'm like I'm like the dude when we go out to eat and everybody's getting all this crazy ass shit. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take the chicken, the chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. 
Now, uh, how's the how how uh, have your family been like doing with like the pandemic and everything like that? I mean, thankfully, you know, my girl, she's still able to work fully from home. Um, so nothing, she wasn't affected at all. Um, you know, the kids, obviously, they're a little bit, you know, rambunctious in the house. They they get, you know, they they've been doing really good. I'm proud of them. But you know, just like any other kid, like you know, being stuck in the house all the time is is tough. Um, not as much anymore. They're outside now. It's nice out. They're, they've been playing sports or, you know, sports has been picking back up again. And, mm-hmm. but, you know, we got, we, we got to decide, um, there's, they got school coming up and the parents got this stuff in the, in the letter and we got to decide if we want our kids to go back in person mm-hmm. or be fully virtual. So we're in the process of, wow. you know, trying to figure That's it crazy. out. They, they want to go back. And, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't really know what I think anymore. It's like, you don't really know who to trust with the information that they're putting out nowadays. So it's like, you know, I, I don't really know. This whole COVID thing is like weird. I feel like everybody's energy is kind of shifted at first. Everybody was like, oh, we're not going nowhere. We're not doing nothing. Now people are like, man, we're, if we're going to get it, we're going to get it. We can't stop, you know, our whole lives. And, and you know, people got to make money. And so, I mean, I don't know. It's a tough situation. It's a weird time that we live in, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, the, the pandemic also affected us too. So I definitely feel it. We was going to have like this little festival in Milwaukee with like different genres of uh, music, but, and that was going to be, I, that was going to be pretty solid, but you know, the pandemic happened right after I'm like, man, this is crazy. So. Yeah, I mean, it definitely killed like all the live shows. Um, a lot of events, you know, for a while too, all video production and that side of things was slowed down. We were, you know, um it's a good time to get your features exactly i I was just about to say but (laughs) on the flip side of that i swear to god i literally made more money during that those quarantine times than ever before i was getting features like crazy literally because other artists that got money in studios at the crib they're just sitting there like what's up wow they had a thousand everybody's doing a thousand records because we're locked in the house so it's like i made more money during that time than shit ever before so it was a blessing for me and like I said, my girl was able to still work from the house, so it was good. I mean, you know, having everybody in the crib all the time is a little stressful, but I mean, that's you know, it's life. What, what can you do? That's right. Now, it sounds like you know you're you're a godly man. You're a family man. Now, uh, can we expect more of the 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 family side of Corey Piper on the music aspect coming up, or like, what can we? What type of music can we expect um, in the near near future? Um, yeah, I would say I got a, I got a nice variety of, of stuff coming out. Um, the Sean Kingston record is a nice, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's like teeny bopper, super kid, but I mean, we ain't cussing in it. It's very, you know, just party friendly, you know what I'm saying? Viewer friendly, good vibes, uh, like dance hall type record. Um, you know, I got some edgier stuff too, but I would say the majority of my music is like right in that, you know, right in the middle, that nice pocket, a little bit of rap, a little bit of singing. You know, not too too raunchy or too aggressive, um, but you know, some shit that adults can can you know appreciate and connect with. That's good. And um, just a couple last questions. We're gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, what is what is the biggest thing that you learned as far as like being in the music industry, and like what would you share to other artists? Uh, I would say I learned a few things. One, you can't be scared. Um, you cannot be scared in this industry. You, you gotta, I mean, you gotta just dive into this shit. If you got any fears, you gotta hit them head on. If you try, like, for the longest time, I kind of, I would have stage fright bad. Like, a lot of people didn't know that. 
Um, you know, like the, wow. the big, yeah, like the bigger shows, I was That's really crazy. good. Like Summerfest and, and Bucks and, and you know shows like that, I'm amazing at. Like that's that's my bread and butter. You know what I'm saying? Big big sound, big yeah. stage, big energy. But but some of the smaller shows for me, where you know there's not that many people there, and you really got to take that time to, to oh yeah break down and be intimate. And that was it was harder for me. So um, for the longest time, I re- I mean even still today, I get I get nervous when I got to do smaller shows like that. Um, you know, because it's like when you're in a room and there's only 50 people in there and it's dead silent, they're listening to every single word you're saying, you know, like all eyes on you. Like if you say anything dumb, or, and especially with social media now, it's like, man, you got to be careful <laughs> what you say. Cause it's like, like if you get caught slipping for one second and somebody in that bitch gets a clip of it, it's over with. So it's like, you know, those environments and settings. They're going to do the Ja Rule. They're going to yeah, Ja Rule you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like on a big stage and a big concert, it's like that. You can say whatever you want. People are like, fuck yeah. Woo, crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so um, you know, I think learning how to not be scared, um, you know, taking advantage of the platforms and the moments that you have. Um, I've also learned in this industry that, barely anything is what it seems like um you know what i'm saying like even meeting celebrities and, and people like it, people do not the majority of people do not have as much money or as much mm-hmm. plugs or as much connects or as much jewelry or as much cars as you it's think a facade. They it's all it's facade. everything is a facade everything it's smoke and mirrors left and right there's very few people that really got it like they say they got it um, so learning how to kind of take that, you know, keep that in mind when dealing with people and dealing with business and negotiations and, you know, even just like, just, just, you know, not getting too down on yourself. I think a big problem with social media and the younger generation is like the, the kids are depressed, you know what I'm saying? Cause they're looking at like, you know, they're looking at another 19 year old or 20 year old that, you know, made a big ass play and they're like, damn, why I ain't do that? I ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think, you know, social media has kind of like fucked everybody's standards up and expectations of what's reality. And, you know, like people think, oh damn, I'm 20 and I ain't do nothing. It's like, yo, you're 20. You got some time. Like, don't beat yourself up. You know what I'm saying? Just keep pushing it. Just keep, you know, figuring out things, being active and and it's going to work out. So I think, yeah, I mean, just realizing that, um, you know, not everything is what it always seems to be and having that real, um, perspective and, and sense of awareness while, you know, kind of trying to maneuver through the vultures in this industry. Um, That's real. Say so Now, let me ask you this, because, uh, and we're going to wrap this thing up. Now, you say consistency is key. Now, some artists out there, they just need to stop. Let's just be real. Some artists are, like, terrible. You need this five yeah, different... I mean, I think there's definitely, like, you got to have some self-awareness. I mean, but you also got to understand that, I mean you can be horrible at something and practice your ass off and be amazing at it. Okay. So just because you might be trash now, in the beginning, I mean, okay. if you really are pat, I mean, like, cause uh, this is a big thing too. Like you can't do this shit for the money. People do like, it for the wrong reason. That's you can't what it do it is. For the money. Like if you do this shit for the money, you are going to go insane. You know what I'm saying? Because wow. it, I mean, it's like this. It's like some days I got a couple thousand in my pocket and some days I'm like, oh shit, I ain't got too much. I'm like, what's the, you know, like we're always trying, because the biggest thing about this is like, you're your own business. So Mm. you got to fund everything. You know what I'm saying? Like entrepreneur, it it costs money to 
buy the beat. It costs money to, to record the song. It costs money to get the artwork made. It costs money to upload it. It costs money to promote it. It costs money to get the music video shot. It costs money to promote the music video. Like everything costs money. So it's like, you gotta be willing to thug it out. And, and there's gonna be some days that are better than others. Some days where you're more comfortable with your finances and some days where you're not. But if you are doing this shit because you love it and you know, it's a, a genuine passion, it's gonna end up working out. And I mean, like, like I've been able to slowly climb. I've been climbing. Like if you look at where I was, shit, eight years ago, 10 years ago. You were like, still up there though. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I did a good way of making myself look like I was up there. <laughs> but I'm saying, bro, I, I've been struggling. Like oh, I ain't okay. come from no money. My family ain't got no money. Like, and even when I did have like people on my team helping me out, like I was the driving force behind that shit because it's mm. like, I'm hitting everybody every day on it. Like, and that's one, like one, uh, one thing that a lot of people, when I meet up with, you know, some of my childhood friends or people that I haven't seen in a while that I used to know back in the day, like that's one of the things they always say is like, yo, you stuck with this shit. He they, like you've been consistent for you know eight, nine, ten years. Like you always stayed true to this shit and kept going even when people dropped off and fell off. Like you just kept pushing and here you are. Like still you know making a name for yourself and, and making more money now than I've ever made before. So um, you know, like I said, it, it takes time. This shit is not overnight. But I, a lot of people like to think it is. They think, oh, you just blow up. Somebody does a TikTok dance to your song and all <laughs> famous overnight. And it's like sometimes, you know, there, there's a few instances where that shit can happen. But for the most part, it's like these people have been laying the, the foundation for years. I don't years mean to flex. I hope I don't go too far. Yeah. I just got to check. Wow. I might pull off in a room. I appreciate you, Corey Parker, for coming on the show. Uh, this has been a, a, a huge honor. Um, so many, so many accolades on your on your uh, bio. Uh, so many things we can say. And uh, we're going to definitely have to chop it up again. Also, uh, you gotta let me know when that uh, that music video. I'm not sure. Are you shooting a music video with Sean Kingston too, or is just a? Uh... Yeah, we definitely gonna we gonna make it happen. Cause sure. it's been two years. You gotta do a song. Yeah, hey, we dropping. <laughs> we gonna drop a song first though. We shot a dope um, piece of content down by the lake um, with his girlfriend the city that does some dance hall uh, stuff. So we gonna drop it. But yeah, we gonna get the music video shot for sure. All right, I gotta get that invite though. Don't 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 be lacking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corey Piper. Till next time, brother. All right, y'all. Yeah.